Hey guys, it's your girl Dinola Ndashi Jameson and you are listening to the Conversations with Purposed Women. This podcast is all about empowering women to thrive in their work with Jesus, motivation and accountability. We talk all things from celibacy, singleness, marriage, finances and purpose. I'm here to make sure that you are inspired, equipped and empowered to pursue God's mission. I invite you on this journey with me. Let's go after everything we've got together. Hi guys, welcome back into studio. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed our previous podcast and um, please do leave a review and let us know what you think of it or how it helped you. And um, I'm excited to be back in studio this morning. Um, I have a beautiful surprise here in studio with me and um, it's actually amazing how we met and how God just aligned uh, our meeting and everything else and it was really out of the ordinary. And um, it's a very beautiful, kingdom-orientated, rooted girl in God. She is from Namibia, but does not live in Namibia. She lives overseas. Um, her name is Loide Nantinda. Welcome into studio. And um, she's a filmmaker, writer, actor, speaker, and ministry creative. She's the owner of Nusiku Investment, and it houses two creative sister companies. And she's also the founder of our Likeness Documentary Project that she's been running in different countries. So, Loide, welcome into studio. Oh, thank you, Ndeshi. Um, hello there to your listeners. Um, I'm very honored and I'm super um, happy to be here. And yeah, um, I just love this. I love the whole concept of the show and I'm absolutely excited to be here. Man, I'm so glad to have you here. (laughs) Thank you for making all of the effort, you know, from coming from Europe to being in Namibia and back uh, back to the coast just to make sure that we're doing what God has laid on our hearts to do. Mm. And actually just to give you a brief uh, intro of how we met or how God aligned this whole thing. Um, um, I added her on Instagram months before and then later on she just sent me a message and said the Lord laid me on her heart to connect with me and at that point of time God was laying assignments on my heart that I was like should I do this should I not do this and God used her actually just to reinforce what God was telling me to do and um yeah, that's how we met, and <laughs> she came to the coast, and we had coffee and all of that. And two months later, look where we are. Here we are on the podcast. So, yeah, thank you for taking the initiative to reach out and um, for um, your obedience. Your obedience unto God is really astounding and so beautiful. And um, yeah, how does it feel to be back in Namibia? Uh, it feels great. It always feels great to be home, um, and I think. This time around, it has really been special because although I do go around doing projects and meeting people and doing mm-hmm. stuff, I, I cannot say that I've actually had um, spaces or, or doors open for me to do stuff at home. So that has been pretty amazing. And so this is really special to me because it's home. Wow. Um, so it's very close to my heart. And um, I'm just glad um, to find somebody or for God to show me people at home yeah, yeah. who he is raising up and are doing amazing things and who is also like sending out and just doing amazing things. So just to see that yes. um, at yes. that level as well is, is just really such an amazing thing. And I think we need more. We need more. I'm sure there's more Namibian women uh, or, yeah. and even kingdom men that just need that um, encouragement and, and, and uh, maybe... 
um, example to see that it is possible that yes, you know definitely. it's even though we're because I know we're a few people in our country and sometimes it can feel like very intimidating and think like who am I to go you know I'm just from here but like yeah, it is possible to run with what, what God is telling yeah, you to and run maybe with. it's too yeah. big or whatever so um, I'm, I'm really definitely. excited and happy that people are being raised up to to really go out there Amen. yeah yeah, so no, we're glad to have you here. And I, I just really want to, like, ask you something. I was, like, uh, wondering, like, um, with what we've discussed and all of that, and when the Lord laid you on my heart to have you on here, and I prayed about it, and I reached back out to you, and you were like, yeah, go, let's do this. And um, that was, like, God giving more clarity, more confirmation of saying, okay, we, we need to do this. We need to partner and do this. And even the resistance towards this and all of that. But what I love is that, you know what, God is a God of alignment and he's so strategic with how he plans things and how he does things. So um, there's just something that I wanted to ask you based on what we've discussed. And it's really, I believe uh, um, so many people will be encouraged to know that it's, it is possible to live a kingdom-orientated life um, without being attached to anything else, but just by moving on how God says and how God says, move this way, go that way. And it's when I look at your life and just how where you come from and how, what God did, I would just love you to share more on to that. And my first question would be, um, as a Namibian, how do you live overseas? Um, what made you leave the country at such a young age? I remember you said you left the country at 18. What, what made you left the country at that age? And you never came back since then. You've God has just <laughs> been like uh, accelerating you in different countries. So what is what what is that like? It's it's very it's been very interesting. Um, I think innately, um, from a very young age, um, yeah. I never felt um, normal in a sense, or I always felt like some otherness uh, within me or a presence around me, um, and I always felt like I was in my body, but like there was a larger-ness to my life that was out there. And, yeah. you know, I tried to suppress it because, you know, people always tell you, like, no, don't think too, what, you just what, you know. Um, you know, but it, it kind of overtook me. So I always say to people, I said, my purpose, um, I had to run after it. Like, it overtook my life to yes. the point where it's like I, I was either going to live or die or, yes. like, I was either going to, you know. Wow. And so um, I feel like sometimes it moved in me uh, without even me having to, to do mm-hmm. anything. And so... I remember, um, I think it was like grade 11 or something, and I was actually in high school here in Swakopmund. And um, yeah, I just had a revelation that I had to go and visit, uh, study in Cape Town, and I was going to go do arts, and I'm going to go and do film, go to film school and stuff. And obviously, you know, even in in those years, like 2002, 2001, like nobody, like even as a black girl, like it's like, Never mind, you know, in a white school, people are just like, what? Because I remember yeah. the, going through the class and <laughs> the teacher was like, what, what, you know, so what are you guys going to do? Where are you going? Where did you apply? And everybody was like, I want to go and do law. I want to go and do this. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, and then it was me. And I was like, um, I'm definitely going to film. I got accepted at a city varsity film school and I'm going to do, I, I'm just trying to decide whether it's going to be acting or film producing or whatever. But like, you know, so I remember the whole class really literally being quiet and the teacher looking at me and they were like, Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and so that look this at that whole thing <laughs> until today people are always like, hmm, okay, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, from then on I you know, I I kind of just I was uh, strongly pulled towards that and I wasn't scared um to leave home or anything like that. I I love adventure, so I just felt like, okay. So I applied and got accepted and 
uh, things worked out. I had a, a, a finances like scholarship to go wow. uh, for the first two years. And next thing I know, I was on a bus by myself with my <laughs> suitcases and just the address to the to the um, private hostel that I had to go. It was a girls hostel. And I remember just, you know, arriving there and seeing this place on an intercape in those days. And yeah. Getting off the bus and, you know, just hopping. I remember there was a, a, a man, um, your uh, cape colored kind of, you know, taxi yeah. driver. And he came to me and was like, hi, girl. <laughs> and he's like, where do you need to go? I'm going to take you. Just show me. And I said, I don't know. But here's the address. It's yeah. like, it's not so far from here. It's wow. the same town. And your school is right there. And it's like, don't worry, don't worry. I see yeah. some Namibian girls sometimes. I was like, are you just alone with your mother? And I was like, no, I'm just, you know. And yeah, so basically, and it was like, do you have a, a SIM card? I said, no. So he went into the market and got me a SIM card. And he dropped me off at... Um, the Space Bonner Girls Hostel. Wow, that's, and the, that's, that's nice. That's, that was the end of it, basically. Yeah. Everything else is history. Wow. I really see it as a way how God has been... Pre- that was like a preparatory season mm. for where God was taking you, looking at where you are at r- right now. You know, looking at it, how God prepared you, you know, to be on your own and how to become confident in knowing that He is with you and how you ran with it, you know, knowing what you really wanted to do and you felt led, like this is the direction that I need to go into. So that's that's amazing. That's beautiful. And um, I, I remember as well when we, we chatted and we, I asked you about your parents and you, you mentioned that your your dad passed on when you were nine. Um, right. can, you, can you tell us how has the death of your father at the age of nine affected your life? Um, um, so growing up uh, when he died, like I was sad, but I, I didn't realize like the implications like that would um, affect my life as I grew up as, as a girl anyways, um, yeah. when my, of the passing of my father, so to speak. But when he passed, uh, my father was an alcoholic. Okay. He oh. was, he was, he was very talented. He was uh, very artistic as well. I remember, um, I think he used to teach me guitar. I have sometimes memories of that. Um, singing with him and he had a guitar and um, I just remember that he was a highly intelligent man but then he was also um, heavily in you know with that spirit of of alcoholism or so to speak and so he would come home drunk and he would not come home you know like bring anything or whatever like it was just you never know what he was going to do but then the thing is that also um, I was born to very young parents and Mm -hmm. my mother was like 15 when she had me although they got married two years later and so I was with my grandparents, actually. My grandmother was like my mother. Okay. Um, in those formative years before they got married, and even when they got married, I still spent a lot of weekends and time with my grandmother um, on the farm and things like that. And so only at six years old, when they sent me off to uh, boarding school, yeah. did I kind of like officially move back to my mother's marital home and my dad. And so because I was at boarding school and I came home on, on, on you know holidays and my dad was anyways like in his alcohol, mm-hmm. um, I can't say that we really had a connection or a relationship, so to speak. But I, I saw him when he was around and when we did get moments, we did get moments. So um, although I was sad, I didn't really feel the impact then because we were not yeah. seeing each other on a until I actually started growing up and then obviously, you know, the spiritual implications of not having a father and life in general and just like the role that he's supposed to play like 
I definitely started to play out. Um, and especially when I got older, I started to see just like, you know, and I think even grieving, my grieving process really happened way later. I think in my 20s, that's when wow. I really started crying out for my dad and like missing him. And I realized something wasn't there. And there was a hole yeah. uh, and, and just the implications of like what that has led to certain decisions in my life um, because of his absence, you know. Yes, yeah. And I think also like at some point I got so angry because I got angry at God um, as a father or whatever at that point in my life and also angry at God at the fact that it's not like because uh, you know there were people that obviously they, they had their fathers and they you know maybe they didn't have good relationships or there was they were yeah. living with their fathers in their house but he was absent in like you know in you know he was Being there involved, but he's yeah. at, you know um so I, I would always be like yeah but at least your dad is alive you can kind of see his face and you can remember like every, in somehow whatever and yeah. i felt like i didn't really have a choice because he's dead like he's gone like i was like god had something to do with that you know so i i was pretty angry like yeah yeah i had a lot of anger underneath wow. you know it didn't come out like i wasn't aggressive or anything but it was even more dangerous because it was like an underlying um, anger, which obviously leads to rebelliousness, to promiscuity, for yes. searching always like for your dad in in in, in relationships and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. And and you don't know that until you really God reveals to you the pattern of what yeah. you've been doing and uh, the root cause of it. Because many times we don't know the root because yeah. we don't we 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 try and bypass mm-hmm. to, to confront the root mm. when God shows like this is the issue. This yeah. is this is the root cause behind what's happening yeah. in your life. And yeah, I can, you know, I can definitely relate to that. Right, because at, at the end of the day, it's also like, you, you know, as you go through life, you are obviously attract the kind of, the same kind of, you know, background, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, the friends that I would have, whatever, they'll also be like, you know, and you wouldn't think anything. They'll be like, oh, and your dad? I I don't even know my father or he's he's he's, he's kind of like just absent or we we're, we're really a lot of kids we're like 20 and he's get his head who and who and who there's just no relationship you know and yeah. you, and in hindsight now when you look back you'll be like wait a minute like even the friends that I had like we had that in common like we were all rebellious and obviously we were I will go but out club foundations yeah, are similar right we'll go out and do certain things and and so again yes you do not notice that something is wrong with you because you are around that that environment so you just think that's okay yeah, and so and the things the inv- uh, you know behaviors that you do that you engage in you you have other people t- who are very happy to <laughs> have this speedy party or anger party or whatever yeah. party it is and then you know it's it's encouraged so you just think oh you know so you get stuck in that for a lot of years you know because mm. you you're loyal to your friends and the wow. lifestyle that you have Wow. Yeah. And I think that is where dysfunction comes in and yeah. dysfunction becomes so normal to you. Yeah. Um I can remember as well at some point dysfunction just looked normal to me and for me it was just like the go to this is this is the only way you respond mm-hmm. because that's that's all you know. Mm-hmm. It's the only th- mm-hmm. way you know you need to respond to a situation or to what comes up not knowing that this dysfunctional complexities that are in you. Mm-hmm. It's it's in you, it's in your nature, it's it's in your root and not being able to identify and put your finger on it and say and this is the cause of the chaos in my life. This mm-hmm. is the cause of not going forward in my life. This is the cause of having um, dysfunctional relationships, jumping from this guy to another guy. Mm-hmm. And I love that you 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 were able to highlight that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I remember, like, even now, I still laugh, and I <laughs> I speak to one of my friends who I've known from six years old, literally, yeah. uh, since primary school, since grade one. 
And so she's her dad is alive, but he was absent. And actually, as a matter of fact, she only got to know him, I think, a good probably 10 years ago. Wow. Um, so like in her late 20s, she got to know this, this man and whatnot. And it's still like awkward and stuff. But like, I remember when we were like, you know, you know, in our early 20s or something. And we I remember us one day having a conversation. We we're like, you know what? You know, I, I, I think we can even go for married men. You know, because <laughs> the thing is, like, you have attachment issues and you don't yeah. commitment, whatever, and you just feel like you know you're just rebellious. And we're like, and we thought like it was is a good idea. Yeah, and we're like, it's normal. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, these things do happen, you know. And we're like, yeah, I mean, you can you can just get your material things and you can get taken, and then you don't have to be uh, connected. You don't have to have to worry about kids and things. You know, yeah. you can just be a wife who only benefits, and you don't ever whoa, have to. Whoa. You know, and I remember like kind of us like you know encouraging each uh, each other in this. To do that, and like I don't care, like I was, you know, just because you're ignorant and you're in that, and you feel, and you think, you're not even thinking like I want to get married or I want, you know, I, I remember I was even like against marriage then, but wow. now obviously in hindsight I see that 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 is a very serious spiritual aspect um, wow. of my journey that I had to get deliverance from, you know, uh, and because you know sometimes that you in hindsight you're just like. I, you know, I, I remember that, but I just don't feel like it's me. Like I, I feel like it's so weird. Like I don't, I can't imagine like that. I would think like that. Yeah, you know? or even encourage that. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So now that teaches me to have compassion for um, other women or people that do. Yeah, yeah. End up stuck in situations like that or want to come out, but they can't. And so I'll be like, I understand you. I know that you want to come out of this. Yes. And by the time you realize it's wrong, yeah. um, you don't just step out like the next day. It's still a process yeah. to get out of that. So I, I do understand like I um, to just love people and try and pray with them and get deliverance from that. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, Lloydie, I'm astounded by the way you live for God and how you boldly step out in radical faith globally as he leads you. Can you tell us more on how you stumbled into your purpose and living a surrendered life on a global platform? How is that like? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, like you mentioned before in, in the question of like, you know, how I left home at 18 and all of that stuff. So in hindsight, again, I do see the hand of God even before... Yeah. Obviously, we grow out of like Christian homes or whatever, but you don't know like who God is or like yeah. why you're Christian or what is Christianity until you actually make that personal decision yeah, to to true. have God um, and Jesus as your personal savior. And so, you know, in hindsight, I've had visitations of maybe people, let's say, from the U.S. or exposure to certain things um, that a normal child from my um, environment would not have access to and stuff so when I look back I always see kind of like the pattern like even before I left home I remember one day like when I was in high school and one of my favorite teachers who's actually from Arizona and I think she was a Peace Corps teacher or something like that mm -hmm. and she just had a, a, a liking to me and we were really good friends for some reason like it was so weird like and she even came and she visited my family when I was young and she oh, would always take nice. me around the country touring would go to Rakana when I was on holiday she would come to the north and, and sometimes because I was already in Swakopmund would go uh, like uh, mm -hmm. uh, flight like on a scenery like in a, on a small plane and see like the skeleton goes all these things so yeah. at a very young age my mind was already opened for so many things um, and my, my my territory like my vision was like um, just my, I had a different type of thinking and whatever and so 
by the time I get to Cape Town, you know, I'm already doing, I'm at art school. Like yeah. people don't understand. They're like, what are you doing again? Like, how do you, what these things are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so being in art school or being in a film school is, is very different um, from being in a normal university. Okay. Um, because the characters that you meet there and uh, the kind of education is yeah. really, you really get to the core of who you are and you get very intimate because you're dealing with, you know, to act, um, and to be able to take a script and make it your own. Yes. You, sometimes you need to really get vulnerable and the exercises that we'll do and things like of that nature that you had to write. You know, all of that stuff, I think really brought us a lot of stuff. And so that gave me freedom. So I, I didn't have boundaries. Okay. Um, and I think that was one of the most important things that led me into uh, my purpose because I wasn't in a box. Wow. And one of the things that takes you out of a box is an artistic like uh, yes. nature yeah, because it's just like art is kind of like a rebel on yeah. its own, right? Yeah. Um, but obviously there's uh, a godly way to do art. And that was one way, you know, I had to learn that at some point. Um, so yeah, it was that. And so let's just say that um, before I left, I got, I became born again officially that I can remember in 20, 20, 2002. That was, I was grade 11. I was actually in Swagopone wow. and I went with a friend to church and she was like, come with to church with me. And we went to this church and, um, you know, I remember definitely the altar call and I went forth. Um, I think that's re like really when I became really born again before, like wow. full time. Yeah. And so when I, w I left, I think God had already like that seed that in seed me. That seed was planted. And so when I got to Cape Town, I was involved in church all the years that I was in South Africa because I headed into South Africa in my late teens and then I left South Africa my, in my late 20s. So I literally grew up there, really. Okay. And that whole time I was in the church, you know, even though I was in the world and I stepped out one foot and I'd be doing, not that I would say it's the modeling and the acting and all of that stuff, but it yeah. was obviously my heart and my, my mindset and thing that mm -hmm. actually took me into the, uh, you know, into other realms, you know, like obviously, you know, I had in inherited the drinking uh, situation from my dad, although I wasn't an alcoholic, so to speak, it was very much, yeah. you know, it affected my life and being in the industry and, and stuff like that, you know, you'd smoke weed and things like that. And, you know, so um, at some point, I think that that fight between church and whatnot. And the funny thing is that I was always very, very um, committed to church. And that's something wow. that I... I notice about myself that my loyalty and commitment, if I decide something, that's the, you yeah, like no matter you've, you've what, made there's nothing, that's, that's, that's not it. Back. Yeah, and, and no matter how, even if I find myself <laughs> drunk somewhere, whatever, and I know I'm <laughs> in absolute like darkness yeah. and I would be like speaking the word of God or speaking to God and I'd be like laughing at myself. I'd be like, Dad, <laughs> I'm really drunk, hey? And, uh, you know, this guy, I don't even know this, this <laughs> you know, but I'm just ign ignorant, but I, I still maintain that and I would be in, and I'll, um, volunteering in ministries and, and that thing but I think it came to when I was in Johannesburg and uh, I was so tired because I could feel the tag and there was just something yeah. and I was just tired of going back and forth and and I said God like I'm hearing these things in church and I'm serving you and that time I was by that time I was in, in women's ministry um, it was called um, Sisters of Africa at this church Rivers Church in Johannesburg and by then, God has actually started also using me to do my own thing, and I, I, didn't, I didn't understand it. You know, yeah. I was like um, helping the girls in Johannesburg like find prom dresses, things of that nature, uh, on my own with my own finances and trying to organize those things. And I didn't realize that it was a preparation. And then working with the Rivers Foundation oh. um, and and with kids and, and NGOs and things things of that nature. And that used to take a lot of my time. So eventually, my life started breaking down. 
um, in the world. So I stopped going for castings. Um, I was like, you know, I was, you know, and then I, I said to God, I said, God. And then there was also the pull from home, from yes. my family, where they were like, what is this stuff that you're doing that side? We don't even understand this career. Like, <laughs> you know, what, you know, and there's a business here. You need to come and, you know, help your mom. And people always, like, make me feel guilty about that. And so there's just a lot of contention. And so I was like, Jesus, I don't know what is going on. Like, did you make me creative? Like, do you really want me to do this? Like, because I feel really drawn to do this. I feel yeah. like this is me. But, like, there's just so much going on. Like, what is it? Like, And, I, and so I went to that um, word of Matthew mm-hmm. um uh, 33, yeah. you know, verse 6, and seek first the kingdom. I said, okay, God, so I'm going to seek your kingdom first, and I need you to speak to me. And I think I had like a couple of months left to that year, 2013, and I said, if you don't say anything, then I'm going to go with that. Maybe my, my, yeah. my parents and everybody else is right. I should have just gone home, gotten married and whatever, and just, you know, I should stop this nonsense, you know? And so, uh, yeah, so basically my life started to break down. I lost my apartment. I lost friends. You know, I was not in magazines. You know, I was not getting any jobs like my oh. life <laughs> oh. you know and so and 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 the deeper that happened I was like very much like seeking his kingdom so I was doing a lot of that uh, my time was spent at the Rivers Foundation you know and, and yeah, so you became more doing, involved in ministry yeah. um you know I was doing a lot of that stuff and I wasn't like a full-time anybody or anything like that I was just volunteering and spending my time and I remember sometimes going to church and like I bet my my gas tank will be like on e like on empty mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like okay Jesus but I have to go now <laughs> you know like things like that I became a connect group leader all this like crazy stuff that I just never saw myself doing and so I remember like towards the end of that year and I was I think probably like a month away from packing all of my st- whatever it is that I had left to put in my car and just head home um, and that's when God spoke to me and he said no I have um, called you and you are created for a reason and you are actually in the wrong um, location yeah. I'm you are supposed you know to be out because I, obviously I had visions of and those visions never matched up with the location that I was I and I knew these like, things were like yeah. overseas and I was like but this I, I, I would see visions of like just somewhere in the, the life or I'll, I'll be on a stage somewhere or whatever and I was just like this doesn't look you know it doesn't look like Namibia it doesn't yeah. look like South Africa either and so when he spoke to me that way, that's when things started to make sense. And I was like, could it be? And then I took that yeah, leap that of he's faith. calling you out. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, by that time, obviously, I had no money. I had nothing left or whatever. And so it was just like, it was great because I had nothing to go back to. But it was also like, okay, Lord, you, you had to go out to America, to go out into the world. Like, how am I, who's going to pay for my yeah. ticket? Like, visas, all these things. Because I never, it was never in my mind to head out in that, in that sense. Yes. But in hindsight, it all makes sense, you know. Oh. When I look back, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I just, when he said that, and I, I knew he spoke to me, I knew it was God. And, and I remember saying, and until today, I always say, God, okay, fine, I've heard you, Dad. But when it's something big, too big and scary, I'll be like, okay, I need you to confirm <laughs> it three times, you know, yeah. <laughs> three times for me. And he will do that. Like, I, I remember, like, and then I decided to organize, like, my last uh, connect group meeting and uh, we all went camping and things like oh, that and then nice. I told them I said listen guys I'm not coming back and this is what I want and then somebody came to me and they just said like what God you know laid like, on you know their hearts we just felt like I don't know there's just like I'm not saying like, but I'm just saying like I think like you're like a bit larger than your life like I feel like you need to be somewhere else and I feel like your your influence like it's just yeah. you know it, like this person was just saying and I was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like that was just confirmation yeah, coming and I remember through. there was like because I also used to, I used to volunteer in a resource center as well which was really big and that's how I got to read a lot um, 
of Christian authors and got to know a lot, you know, the music and the yeah. artistic side because I was in, you know, we had to know what we we're talking about when people come in. And so there was an old lady who was, I think, in her 70s who also came to confirm that she came in, she was looking for a certain book and she just started talking to me and she's like, do you want to have coffee? And yeah. I had coffee with her once and I never saw her again. I don't even know if she really exists to be quite yeah. honest to this day because I never ever saw her and she was not even from our church. Like I was like, this, this woman, man, this, her name is whatever, never ever. Like, but she sat down with me for coffee and, and even her number, like it wouldn't like, I would, like it's so crazy. So wow. those are the moments where I can mark and say, listen, you know what? This There's been God. situations where mm-hmm. I can say, even supernatural situations where I'm just like that cannot be um so uh when i headed out or when i still do head out i have a witness yeah so to speak to say that god has done this and this and this later so if this is crazy you have seen crazy you yeah. can do this you know yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'll just go out and do it um and i learned really 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 fast uh with a check what I think he chastened me with like yeah. that discipline really, yeah. really fast that are you going to be obedient or yeah. do you want sacrifice and all these things? You don't want to go and take 40, 40 years in that desert. Yeah, in do the you wilderness. Just, just say yes and just go, you know, and wow. sometimes it's like just say yes and ask questions later. So that's what I do. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I, I believe um, having radical faith excites God. And um, what I love... It's, I can relate so much with your journey because there were many times God would tell me to jump out and do this and do that. And sometimes, because it looks so bigger than you, mm-hmm. you're like, but God, wait, is, is this going to work? Wait, is, is this something that I need to jump into and run with? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's so encouraging to hear this from you and, and to see how you're doing it on a global platform. You know, it's more of like um, God just saying, strip off the limitations off from me and right. you're really living off from him you're yeah. living basically yeah. yeah you you every step that you take <laughs> yeah. and how you leave the flight tickets everything mm. else that's all on, on god yeah. yeah and timing it, it, schedules everything places everything i you know i really am in like full-time partnership wow you know? wow and so people always be like how do you do this way how do you get there and you know when and i'd be like i don't know i just so when are you going i'd be like um i don't know but i'm going <laughs> <laughs> you know so when where god are you going? says and i'll be like where are you going i'm like i don't know yet but i'm going on the 15th but yeah. i'm going somewhere you know so it's it's sometimes it's that way and, and yeah. you know and it's, i think we've we've discussed earlier was like sometimes you know as i was maturing like he wouldn't say things because i, was, I wouldn't be able to keep it to myself and i'll get exactly. so excited i'll be like god spoke to me and i'm gonna go do this yeah. tomorrow or like next week we're gonna go whatever and sometimes we'll just be like pack your bags be ready you're leaving for you know and then i'll know only and things will like come together as i'll like maybe land in that space wow. like things will literally and so that also i guess also made me just really completely trust him because going back again to that thing of not growing up with a father is that you know, once you are healed and you realize what has happened, what has happened to you, you yeah. realize that you didn't have the protection that the dad had exactly. to give you. You didn't have the discipline that a father was supposed to instill in, in you. And so I had a lot of trust issues, um, even when I had probably met good men, but it's yeah. it's good men that were not my, my, wow. my husband or anything like that. I still will not, I was not able to trust, you know, uh, and I couldn't believe like whatever it is that was they were yeah, saying. So yeah. even with God as a father, yes. I really it was a, it was a tough one to learn how to completely trust Him and take Him at His word. Yeah. And He pursued me. He really, really pursued me like relentlessly. 
wow. until I, I surrendered and I said, okay, God, like you have my heart yeah. and I can trust yeah, I've you. I've seen you be consistent. Mm. I've seen you uh, run after me. And I can relate with that mm. because many times it is that you didn't have that example while growing up mm. and you, you, you cannot relate to it. You, mm. you don't know what it feels like. You don't know what it looks like. Yeah. And I, I can also remember whenever you would tell me, Dashi, you need to do this. And I'll be like, no, no. Mm-hmm. I first need to see the results. Yeah, Show me proof. Because <laughs> you, you never had a father. Because exactly. I, I think a father does pursue his his, uh, his daughter's heart. And yeah. he's the kind of person that protects the daughter's heart um, as they are growing up and stuff like that. So, and he's the one who gives the orders, you know, cause, and saying, go, you guys need to go and do this. And you just go because you, you have that authority figure. Yes. So if you don't have that, how are you going to trust their ultimate authority? So it's a whole setup already, like, especially if you're, you know, able, supposed to be in partnership on, on that level. So that yeah. was like something that I really had to overcome. Wow. Um, and really, you know, but uh, yeah, I thank God because he, you know, I'm not faithful, but he is faithful. He is, he is. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And and it's amazing to see that, you know, nothing is impossible with him. He mm. is able to bring healing in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, also for preparation for marriage, you know, yeah. like that, that's, an, that's a very sensitive area. But mm. whereas if you can't trust the heart of God, if you can't, especially if with the two of us who didn't grow up with a father, if you don't have that security from a father, it's hard mm-hmm. to be committed to a man of God or whatever. Yeah. And I just love how I can just see this all as preparation, you know, God preparing your heart and um, him cutting out everything else so that you could be so secure and rooted in who he is as a father. And you know yes. that, you know, his, his word will never return void to him. Whatever he says, he performs. He's not a man that he should lie. Mm-hmm. And you've seen him over and over and over again mm-hmm. bring divine alignment in the assignments that he has told you to to, to run with. Yeah. So that for me, is, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> Healing is with God. It's definitely not impossible. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And, and um, so I always run by this, like on my social media, I, I say, like, you know, like Instagram, you, yeah. there's always something that you say or like on your status or whatever. It's like endless possibilities in God. There's Amen. literally endless possibilities, endless. Like it's so vast, like, yeah. you know. And so my constant prayer really um, from uh, day one, there was something that I wrote down as a young girl. And sometimes I have visions about it, but it was something so big. I wrote down very big things and I said, God, oh. I want to be a woman that does this, blah, blah, blah. and I wrote that paper. And I still have um, a memory of that, but I don't remember exactly what I wrote what down. Wrote, yeah. But I know that it's scary. It's it's big because and I there's no ways I could have thought of that because I was a little girl and I wasn't even saved then, so to speak. Um, and so... I've, I always pray and I said, God, you know, take the cap off my life. Like, let me not limit you. Yeah. You know, so your thoughts are higher. So continue to think like whatever is clogging you in my head or anything like that. Like may your ideas, however big they are, like may they like flow through me. Yeah. And the other one is always show me who I am. Amen. And that has to, uh, to do with identity. Yes. Yeah. That now links obviously to the project that I'm doing, our likeness. It comes from Genesis 126 and it's about identity. Wow. And God speaks about... Uh, I made them, I created both men and women um, in my image and our likeness. And that has taken me on a journey to do research, to start understanding the human condition, our origin, um, why he created us, why uh, he made men and women, and what does it mean that we are both in his image and his likeness, what does it mean to be in God's image and his yeah. likeness, um, you know, because people sometimes think it's like a likeness, like you look like him, like you know, physically <laughs> or whatever. Um, but then, you know, sometimes when I do get the opportunity, perhaps I'll be dealing with women in a village somewhere and I'll be like, his likeness actually means functioning like him, like we're made to function like him. Yeah. Um, so your manufacturer is God. And so if when you buy something, 
it always has a manual as to how to take care of that product and stuff. And I said, basically, that is what Genesis one twenty twenty six is talking about. Yeah. You have to go to that manual. And, and when something is wrong, then you have to call that toll-free number, you yeah. know, who yes. is God, because he's the, your manufacturer. Yes, you function definitely. the way he's, you know, he's, you are a Samsung product and you have to call the headquarters of Samsung. Exactly. You know what I mean? To know how this to know how functions. things and how it's whatever. Problems. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. if you don't, and I said, most of the times we think we're so smart and that's what we do in life and we don't take... Um, the little book to be like, ah, this is not, no, just plug it in, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then so we end up misusing. And when you misuse something, it's called abuse because yeah. you, you're not using it for its purpose. Exactly. And that's a lot of people. So if you're not plugged into your maker, yeah. you, there's no way you can actually be operating in your purpose. Wow. How are you going to do that? Wow, because your identity is tied to yes. that. Yes. Wow. I, I love how God used, <laughs> he, how he gave you the revelation and how you broke it down yeah. and ran with it. Yeah. And how now it gives an answer to so many people to know that, you know what, I've been doing it the wrong way the mm. whole time. And how you redefined, how mm. God redefined his likeness mm. through this documentary. Mm. And can you tell us, um, like, in which countries are you doing the documentary and when are you planning to have it, like, launched mm-hmm. um, is there a specific time period that you're busy shooting it and then you like launch it and what does it entail like is it just woman mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so again our likeness is from one genesis one twenty six, and that has been an interesting journey because when he told me to do this this documentary um, by then he had been preparing me I remember I had randomly edit, ended up in places like Mexico working like building yeah. women's houses with different churches I didn't know why I was doing that um, but then I would hear Jesus talking to me like this is what it looks like Lord this is what you'll be doing and I was like okay well whatever Like, and at that time I was still very much just like a model and an actress that's what I that was the last thing that I was doing professionally yeah. although obviously there's still the church and the NGOs and that, that experience and working with women and all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> so um, only like when I, I remember being, I think I was like heartbroken and I had a, a major breakdown and I was in New York. I think it was early January and it was snowing. It was just white outside. And I think I had a, the biggest mental, I, I remember drinking a whole bottle of wine and I probably smoked weed. <laughs> I don't know. Like I was just finished. I was done. Um, and I had just had enough because yeah. <laughs> obviously because I was not delivered from a couple of things obviously so there was the the whole attack on my destiny in my life and then yeah. like fighting to uh, stay with God and, and I knew that I was there for purpose so you just got all too much and I remember waking up like at midnight and I remember but I don't really remember but I remember now because I took pictures because I pre- clearly the, the spirit in me the Holy Spirit knew you know so I remember that night was a I think it was 2016, the very first day, and I woke up at midnight and I cut my hair like a mad crazy. Because I just looked at myself in the mirror and I, was, I couldn't like recognize. I was like, "God, who is this? What's going on?" Like you know. And then I cut my hair off, wow. <laughs> um, and um, I put my hair on on the table on the table. And I remember I was just out of it. And for some reason, I actually took pictures of the whole thing. Like I documented it um, and then I put it in the trash. And then for some reason, like I fell into a deep slumber again. I went back into bed. But before I went back to bed, I also said to God, I said, this year has to change. Like I'm going to say yes and I'm going to do things differently. For some reason, I made that pact. So the next morning when I woke up and I saw myself, I freaked out because I was like, oh my, you know, my my hair was gone and, you know, and I did it with a scissor. So I looked crazy and, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I looked, he was, so I looked at my, my, my phone and I was like, OMG, you know, and then I remembered also like the pack that happened and there was like a message from somebody and um, they were like saying something and I was like, it reminded me, but later you said you were going to, you know, because I just wanted to get on a train and go to Brooklyn and go smoke weed with whoever and just like chill out. Yeah. And I ended up saying yes to something else and that's when things started changing and then at some point God spoke to me again for some reason he likes speaking to me when I'm in the shower I don't know why and so uh, you know I heard like I knew there was a presence and it was speaking to said okay so this is what you're gonna do you know you're gonna oh. do um this this film and I was like film I'm not a filmmaker like I don't you know so I you know like at 32 I had to go back to school to film school again and study film like documentary filmmaking and okay. even still then I was like I don't have the money to go to the New York Film Academy like it was all like but God has done all of that stuff and I've become you know and then you know he wanted me to do it differently I had to open my own uh, film production company and all that stuff and it was scary but yeah. then by that time I already had the groundwork or the you know the foundations yeah. of doing scary things yeah. you know yeah. and so even today people are just like ah how do you do that? like you have what you have your own film but you're a girl I'm like yeah but you're black I'm like yeah that's what I used to tell guy you don't care like you know you know all these things you know but yeah so our likeness really is I would love to take credit for it but I cannot take credit for it yes it's a partnership but God gave me the word himself yeah. he said this is what you're gonna call it our likeness and I didn't know why he said that and at that point I didn't even know that it was something in Genesis yeah until later on in the journey I was obviously as you know doubt comes and the enemy comes to to kind of like test you and like did God yeah. really say this you know and I really want I remember at that time I was in the Middle East um, doing research and um, I was just doing that and I was heartbroken again I was just disappointed and I was like where are the finances gonna come from like how am I gonna do this this budget is so huge how am I gonna go to 15 countries you know and some of the countries it let me fill in and some of the countries was very specific to to okay. write down for me and there was a specific country that I did not know even existed in um, I will share this as, as crazy as it is, but I know there are people out there who don't understand the supernatural. Like I literally saw a hand right down that country on the wall. Wow. And then I went to research and it actually existed and I started reading up like the history and the women and I saw why God. So this project is really, really huge in a sense that there's a lot of um, research and there's a lot of, you need, I've, I've realized that he's been teaching me to have really really a, a big compassion and love for humanity first because yeah. God is for humanity yes definitely. and that means that I had to also free my mind from the religion what we think religion is and how uh, it's easy to say that yeah this person is not saved or they believe in that so we can whatever but God actually loves all his children his creation we are creating his likeness and yeah. all of that stuff and yeah, he wants definitely. us to reach out to to those people you know to whoever it is and and stuff like that so and so that even i knew at the very beginning on, on my journey that the things that i was going to be doing are also going to seem controversial yeah um definitely. because it's things that people have never yeah, done whatever because people will be like mm. yeah later, but these people are not even in it god is not be like no because we, we think god is only in christianity exactly. or in what we think christianity is and, and and all of that stuff and so you know this project god is sometimes i'll meet women that are christians most of the time they're not there are people out there but i could easily connect and i could as, lo as long as i knew what his likeness and image looks like and i see it in yeah. every human being yeah. then i'm able to speak to that yeah. essence to that very essence that is him in every you know and i'm able to do my work and so that's really the gist that I could say is our likeness. Otherwise, our likeness continues to evolve. God, I think more than anything, God has been growing me with this project yeah. to be to into yeah. into into purpose further. 
And, you know, when I started out, I I thought I was like, oh, I'll probably be done in like three years or like whatever. But, you know, uh, that was 2016. It's now 2020. And so far, I think I've done three locations officially. And yes, obviously the finances and the right team and being a first time uh, filmmaker. I've done other films and projects now, obviously, and I've gained a lot of experiences with other people and organizations and churches. And But then this, our likeness things keep, it's an ongoing thing. So I'll sometimes end up doing other things, even for a whole year, and then maybe I'll do something or research or film. And I think even that has been, intentional from God's side because he wants me to be prepared to for that and now even as I if I see even in this season where I got deliverance from certain things you know I gotta have the right power my my discernment and everything has to be so sharp because sometimes the territories that I'm gonna go into I cannot I would have been walking into a place and I would have been easily devoured you know and so I no longer even have the frustration of like how long is this gonna take I'm like God whatever this project is like you take as long as you need to do whether it's 10 years or five years or whether like one day you just align everything at once and we finish like in in six months um that's great but the groundwork that has to be done in my life and wherever else um that has that's more important you know it's really about him and it's not about me so sometimes when people ask, so how long is this gonna, or like, you know, so how, I'm like, huh? I'm like the co-director here. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, ah, I'm not really the producer of this thing, you know, yeah. the finances come, because like, obviously, you know, sometimes I have had offers um, or somebody from somewhere would like, be like, you know, I can give you X amount of money. How much money do you want? And, you know, yeah. we can give you, but like the conditions and like just the, the vibe that I would feel behind that, I knew like dad, God was saying, no, that's not that's those are not the right um, that's not, those finances yeah. are not from me yeah. you know and so if he's the the real director and the producer of the thing so i have yeah. to be patient and wait yeah and um, i think in that experience it he it's not that he's making it difficult mm. for you but he was teaching you to depend fully on him to yeah. know that what he called what he called to you to he will fund it yes because where he guides he provides yeah but if you have a, a, a provision from someone else it will make it very easier for you mm to have the vision that he gave you, but still depend on someone else yeah. for the finances, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. But he definitely funds what he... What he and and he, he, he's not going to share his glory. No, definitely He's not going not. to share his glory. He's so, a jealous God. Um, you know, once I started to understand that as well, even he had to deal with my pride as well. Yeah. Um, because in my own, you know, because I'm not necessarily from a disadvantaged background. So I could have been, you know, I've sold my, some of my properties, my cars to the point where yeah. I had nothing left yeah. um, to, to pump money into this thing. And even that was like, okay, we're going to shut that down. So you don't go and say that, you know, he's I given me the grace to do the groundwork yes. with that. But like, he was like, okay, I'm shutting that down because I'm going to be doing this. Like, I'm going to fund this and whatnot. Um, so... Yeah, he gets all the glory. So even on the journey as I go forth, it's always like nobody can come in and actually claim and say, look, I'm the one who did this for her. I yeah. sent her to school and I pay for it and I did whatever. Yes, you will get help from people and you'll use people to bless you there and there and there. But actually, nobody can actually claim to have made me or taken me to whatever or given me that idea, you know. Yeah, all the glory goes to him and I love it. I love yeah. it that it's that way. So every time I always be like, God, if this doesn't give you the glory, then I don't want to, you know. Yeah. But like, <laughs> ooh, becoming like him pounding me down to become humble because you think I'm humble. And they're like, no, you're not humble. Yeah. <laughs> Until it hits you and then he really pounds you. you to powder, like, you know. And I'm, I was, that was hard. But then I needed it because now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's amazing. That's yeah. so amazing to hear your journey, yeah. man. This is, yeah. this is like, 
explosive encouraging I remember you and I said no girl like I can sleep in a hut like on the floor <laughs> and I can also be in a five star hotel yeah like, I remember when, when you were coming and I was asking yeah. you later what do you need what yeah. do you, it's just like you know what don't stress I can even sleep on the floor yeah. you know what I'm, I yeah because <laughs> God has humbled me and so those like I said it's like he he made sure that things didn't have me yeah that even yeah. when he eventually gives me resources to do everything that I'm supposed to do that the resources yeah. don't, have don't have me have you, they yeah. don't have my heart wow. I know how to be a stewardess of those things and I know that they're Amen. just tools to use and it's for his kingdom and it's for that to be able to be a responsible stewardess yeah um so yeah, I don't I don't get caught up in like, you know, even if I get off a plane and I was comfortable, yeah. even if I do end up on a first class, but then I have to be detained in a in a in a in an airport for another 24 hours and now I have to sleep like on a hard like chair. Yeah. And it's like the conscious those things don't get in the, in the beginning it used to get to me and I'd be like, "Oh, you know, I could be at home. I could be so comfortable. <laughs> like I don't need this. I used to fly private jets even like when I was a model. Like I used, I you know, I was like I don't need this. Like I don't have to do that." But then I got over that. Like it's yeah. pounded me to the point wow. where I'm just like now like if I'm in a village somewhere and the only water that we can bathe with is like one liter of water and then I can just take my vessel up and I wipe myself and that's yeah. it and then we get on and we go do the work yeah you know and then if I'm somewhere where it's you know then I you know I just don't let the stuff have me yeah and and for me I can I can just uh, with what you're saying now I'm reminded of a, a quote that I read um there was a time I also questioned God on he was breaking down a lot of things sometimes you think I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. Mm. And then it starts breaking down and touching things, things just to deconstruct and strip you of those things based on where... And I realized he does that based on where he's taking you. Right. And and there's just something, a quote that I read somewhere, it says that your gift will make room for you, mm -hmm. but your character is mm -hmm. what will keep you in that yes. room. Yes. You know, now that you're talking to me about this, about this it's, just, mm -hmm. it's amazing to see how God, you know, he's, 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 he's refining your character yeah. to make sure that, yes, you do have the gift, yes, you do have the mindset and everything is to run with what he's telling you to run with, but he needs to work on your character so yeah. that your character can can keep you sustain in that room that. Yeah, yeah it can sustain what he's mm. he's he's launching into your life or, or where he's taking you yeah. and it, and it's beautiful to see you know yeah. the journey that you and how you've you've yielded to that process because mm. it can be hard the process can be painful it is and um so uh back to our likeness or any other projects that have come my way where he's uh, divinely aligned me like the previous project that i was doing was in kenya uh, late last year with my spiritual parents so and it's so funny because I always have that I'll have like a whole team flying in from you know they flew from Atlanta yeah. you know then I flew from like the southern tip of Africa yeah. you know so I always like and then people will just be like who's this girl that is joining us you know so it's always so it's always interesting you know uh, but yeah um, when I see those I see that character in those uh, um, situations is yeah. working on my character so again when it comes to the work and people are always so like kind of wanting to hear the results or the dates or when am I going to release that or when I'm going to do whatever and I, and I always be like you know what more than anything it's really about him building my character to be able to sustain these things and yeah. I think when he's done with that um, doing the work is not so hard even for me I know that I can film this and do this like within you know and I, I have a whole um, proposal and synopsis and stuff yeah. like that like and the pro uh, budget that's not the issue the issue is what he wants to do first you know and so exactly. it's really that whole thing of character giving you power giving you that discipline giving you that self-control um and again you know preparation maybe f for marriage or for yeah. that partner when he comes to be able to do whatever it is is really like what is important and i think once that work is done to his satisfaction that's when that project actually gets completed exactly 
exactly and um, and 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 i just want to like now that we're talking about all of this in a broader way like how has this affected your relationship with your family um you living in living on such a global platform for god running with everything that god is telling you to do not being rooted in namibia but living overseas and just coming home from time to time um have you faced challenges with family members um with the life God has called you to live because it's very radical it's very different mm-hmm. um what are the challenge challenges you faced with your family yeah. um yeah so with my family i think it's definitely been like being misunderstood and then obviously you have gossip going on and then you have <laughs> jealousy because the favor of god is 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 amazing and it's hard to explain so people just like how does she get that yeah. how does she know these people whatever and who does she think she is you know <laughs> yeah. all of that and then obviously people because of culture and things they have their own version of what you should be or what you should have been doing by now uh, at your age or what you should be do- doing for them or you know since you travel and do stuff like that why don't you ever do this whatever for them or we'll travel with them yeah. <laughs> um so uh, yeah and then obviously just that 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 fight where the enemy obviously uses the people that are closest to you um and um a lot of it has really just been like really malicious vicious talk and i know Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of jealousy uh but also sometimes an admiration at the same time yeah for what i'm doing uh and and i guess i get it but like it's like it takes a lot of sacrifice and work they they don't know the background and and the things and the the, the late nights crying and the things that i have to fight in the dark and that i spend my time on my yeah. knees and uh you know the fast that i have to go through and all this stuff to uh, bring forth and give birth to the things that i do and and sometimes even they'll be like oh i really wish i was the one who's whatever i wish i was in jamaica doing whatever and i'll be like I, the, I hear the, what the you're saying, but if if on. you if you knew the journey and the things that I have to do yeah. and um, whatever I you know if you don't have the oil the anointing of my life and the grace because God graces mm-hmm. you to do what you're doing, you, honestly in one day in my shoes you'll be like uh, I'm done fine. I don't want I'm this good, <laughs> you know so you know I, I'm always like ah oh, guys you don't have anything to be jealous about like it's really not like you know you are good like you should be content with your life where you are you you know now sometimes i'll be like you know what even for me sometimes i wish i had that security i wish like i i was in my home and i was in whatever i was doing and everything was set and what not not but i i don't i don't have that and god doesn't want me to have that and so i live in a different realm um and so be careful of what you you know so i'm um but then you know i also started to to pray a lot um when I noticed that there was a lot of pull and that the enemy was using my family and to kind of, you know, just learn to forgive them and, and yeah. have the expectations and, and know that obviously they're not going to understand, obviously, you know, and even with Christian Christian friends, you know, because yeah. God is not going to reveal to them and, and God is, they don't know where I'm going. They don't have the visions that I have. Yeah. So you can't take it personally when people uh, start talking about you or treating you yeah. some way or doing stuff behind your back or yeah. Um, now, you know, I remember there were times when my, my parents like kind of like were throwing into my face the fact that maybe they, there was finances to, to help me do something, but they were just not going to do it because yeah. it was like a thing of manipulation and control because then wow. I have to do first or do whatever they wanted me to do. And I could have easily gotten angry from that. And I was in the beginning, I had a lot of resentment and I um, didn't even give out my number and I would just stop communicating, which I needed. 
um, mm-hmm. to just get into that space also so that I could just figure out and learn um, how to approach that. But by God's grace, I, I am grateful that I got healing from that and a, his perspective to know that I can just extend grace and I don't have to, even if I know that I'm right or I know that I've seen something or yeah. I know the root or the deeper issue is like, you know, if people don't understand and they don't have that revelation, they don't walk the way I walk. So if I have the information, why would I get mad when my sister or my mom or a cousin of mine says something, whatever, because I know the place, from what place they are saying that and acting Mm -hmm. that way. And I I can still love the person and rebuke the spirit behind that or take notice of the spirit behind that. And I'm not, no, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not gonna get mad about it. And obviously, again, like understanding, as I was um, saying, just discussing with you um, earlier, that the main um, areas that, that the enemy is going to attack you is, your, you know, on, on, on your marriage, your purpose, and through your family. Because those things are very important. Yeah. So um, family has definitely been an area where, like, to overcome that, it took a lot of years. And I think also... Um, coming home last year and kind of saying, okay, I felt like God was kind of telling me to sit down a little bit. I was like, I was like, gee, mm-hmm. dad, I'm 34. Like, what are you like? Cause I know I have a lot of work and still out there. Cause I know yeah. like, he's, and I was like, so what am I doing here for like a year or for like a couple of months, you know? And I was late and I was like, okay. I was like, okay, I need to get an apartment. I've never had an apartment here or ever worked at home, so to speak. So I didn't even understand like the system and mm-hmm. going, you know, and then building the companies here as well and kind of basing and things. But then I knew that it had to do with deliverance concerning my family and getting yeah. to really know them because I was always just in and out. So yeah. although we were family and whatever, they didn't really know me. And oh, I didn't really even know who was who really and their true characters. Yeah. And that could only come out like by me being a little bit home for a longer season. Yeah. Um, and just getting to know what Namibia is about and what is the current status of things. Like if you left at 18, already I was ignorant <laughs> then. And, and then like things were so different, like, you know, and <laughs> now I'll be like, wow, these kids on the streets begging for stuff. Like, I was like, this, this was never my country. Like, yeah, never, you know, yeah. all these things. So I, I had to get a reality check, you know, because <laughs> I remember before, like, I think even my family members just used to play with it because I would arrive and I just had like, I wouldn't say high standards. I would just say expectations. I'll be like, I need to go wherever. And I, I wouldn't even like try to be like, find out for myself I'll just be like where's the Sunlam building where is it which street and like well, how do you and then is, is, what are you doing can you get me there like things like that and yeah. so I was kind of forced to really get in get to know the system get to know like yeah, organizations yourself, have around. meetings with CEOs of, of certain companies uh, you know some of them mentored me and, and to be able to see like I remember for Ghana we had um, Air Namibia come aboard and sponsor the tickets and stuff like that and those are things where I had to learn to sit in boardrooms and, and pitch yeah. and, and speak to people yeah. um, that and learn again uh, that God you know he, he he gives you stuff and you don't it's not always in the church he's actually dis- dispatching us out of the church to go mm-hmm. into the world and bring the Jesus came to speak about the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. the good news and the yeah. good news is actually the kingdom of God yeah, and yeah, the yeah. kingdom of God is his ways of doing things his principles his you know these laws and order and all these things and people don't and how he operates and how that yeah. was the realm that uh, he wanted to to give us and that's what we had on the earth and so you know once he gives you that then he sends you out into the world you know to do that and so again that has been interesting where it was like 
you would think because a lot of people sometimes I think they are stuck and they think they're calling I have to be in church I have to be in ministry I have what and I think that there's a lot of people who have good hearts and good intentions but they are stuck in that because they are in that religious you know and the enemy uses that again Mm because Good and best is still not good enough if it's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and if it's not out of the hand of God. Yeah, you know, it's still not, you know, that tree was the tree of good and evil. So people don't understand that that good is still not like, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, It's a good idea, but it's not a God idea. Yeah, it's not a God idea. So people get stuck, you know, in in situations like that. So yeah, just being able and seeing how, because if it was like, oh, you know, what are you can't get involved with that person. You can't work with that organization. I'm like, no, sometimes God is sending you to infiltrate there, to bring his kingdom there, to bring the structure there, to bring to be the person to be the light to be the salt and so um you know being in the film industry or being in the creative industry is you he's building that empire yeah. but f- to have those standards and operate in kingdom principles so that people will be like bring the change or you yeah. bring you and bring a lot of times the they'll be like you actually do what you said you will do like you you even go beyond and do it's like it's amazing like people are amazed like how do you and they're like wow you know and so even people out in the world, because they know it's so conniving out there, they won't trust it, each other to do whatever, but they will come to me because they know they can trust me because I'm a woman of my word yeah, or whatever. You keep your word. Yeah, and it's not, even if they know they might not necessarily like a Christian or whatever, but like they'll come to you because of your principles. I agree. You know, I and I think agree. that's how uh, great Christian leaders like Miles Monroe and things like that had they were able to have influence on on presidents, on nations, and things like that. Even, Amen. you know, though they knew that he was a Christian, but because of the kingdom, princi- the kingdom principles, principles he and, lived, and thing, yeah. yeah, because they work and they brought peace and they brought order, they oh. were able. You know, he was able to be used in that. So. I always speak to people now. I'll be like, listen, just listen to God and really hear what he's saying and don't, you know, what the church is saying or what you think is what. Just take the boundaries off and just listen to what way he's sending you and what to do. Yeah. It's really about the kingdom yeah. of God is within you and you take that. Yeah. 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 We are the church. Yeah. The, ch- the, 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 the church, yeah. as they say, is the church. It's just yeah. the building where we come together yes. to fellowship, but yes. you yourself is the church. Yes. You know, and I think yeah. a lot of people coming out of religious systems, we still like battling mm-hmm. that and and with what God is doing now like how you are living and how his kingdom is coming in you and through you but even though you are living on a global platform you still have a home mm-hmm. you still have a covering mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you are of the church yeah. no you are the church yes. God is his kingdom is coming in you and through mm-hmm. you yes. on different platforms and and that for me it's, it's amazing it's, it's really astounding and so beautiful and I believe it's just when you tell God you know what here I am mm-hmm. Come and have your way in me. Come and do what you believe is best to do with me. And when you avail yourself yeah. and you partner with him, I believe he, he can take you to greater heights than you yeah. could have ever, ever imagined. Yeah. And yeah. so you always find where people be like, oh, well, you know, they're just drawn to you. And yeah. It's not me. Like I never ever, you know, maybe before I used to be like, mm, you know, <laughs> as it was like breaking me down. Now I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, take your glory, Jesus. Like that's not me, you know. So it's, I know it's him inside of me and people are like attracted to that. And that's how sometimes people become saved because yeah. sometimes because of the religious system, they're just not able to receive, and that becomes a stumbling block at the same time. And yeah. that was the same story in Jesus' day. Yeah, there were definitely. religious people, and it was a stumbling block because it, it was the kingdom block. of God. It was a whole new thing. Yeah, the cornerstone and they rejected yeah, became. They rejected. Yeah. And, and, and some people were just tired of like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and whatever, that they didn't just want anything to do with it because they were just like, this religious stuff, I'm just going to live my life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So you have people who are hurt by the church and hurt by the systems and whatnot, and that is not God. You yeah. know, if anybody is religious and has brought through a whole lot of religions and confusion is really the enemy yeah you know and so um 
yeah so it's 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 been interesting people will be like what is it about you and they'll be like and they'll be like you know i'll maybe be somewhere and i'll be like dancing i'm like i really enjoy dancing and we'll be like chatting and they'll be like, they'll be like what you don't drink i'm like no 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 no, i don't drink and i'm like oh no and they're like yeah you know when a, when a guy says i'm like i'm like oh cool i'm celibate though like you know i, I mean I, I remember and they'll be like what you don't know? like but how do you like you're so fun but like how do you like and i'm like it's possible and i'll be yeah. like then i'll reveal why yeah. the yeah then i'll reveal like what is behind that and i'll be like no i mean i'm just you know obedient to god and i'm just like whatever and that's and that's when people start to fall in love with jesus and see yeah. that it's possible yeah, to enjoy and, your life yeah and that you can whatever and and they're attracted to the light within you and how you're doing and things are happening and it's not like me coming yes some people are sent with a bible into and, and i think it's also who you are sent to because god will send you to those people that can only come through the kingdom in that yeah, way yeah. so you know i will speak to those people and i'll be like no nah, you know and i'll be like no it's just jesus and i'll be like how do i get jesus or how yeah. i'm like you know well we can pray right now and you know and you just you know and ask him and he's faithful and he will lead you you know and then so sometimes you in the kingdom you're there to be their introduction yeah yeah some other ones they come because they've been introduced to that light or they can kind of notice that and then the other person will come and have a seed and plant that seed exactly and then the exactly. other person would have just you just come there and you find the person is already curious or they kind of like whatever and you just water that yeah you know yeah and then you have people who are even in there maybe in a church one day he walks into a church and then they harvest that exactly. the, the hearts are ready and they are exactly. ready to come to the uh, to the altar you know yeah. and yeah. then you have the other people who continue to you know so and so that again has humbled me again to th- to never think that like yeah. what I'm doing or whatever is like just you know it's 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 a whole kingdom uh, initiative and collaboration that's why collaboration and partnership is very important to me and I understand that that's how God works it's yeah. the, in that network yeah. and divine helpers divine exactly. alignments divine whatnots yeah um, yeah so yeah in a nutshell really that's <laughs> you, you mentioned you mentioned celibacy mm. and with that I want to I want to ask you this last question before we go mm-hmm. um, like have you ever had painful breakup experiences in relationships and can you elaborate on the inner work of transformational healing or what it took um to get out of that or to break that or like the soul ties and all of that mm-hmm. um what has what has that been like for you um have you ever had have yeah you ever been? sure being a promiscuous unfathered child absolutely <laughs> um and uh you know, yeah, so with relationships, although I can't really say I've been in a lot of relationships, but I've had illegal relationships, so to speak, yeah. relationships that were just like, obviously, like the kind of spirit behind the man that I would be was just all wrong, because obviously I had the whole marking already on my life. Um, so um, I can definitely say that in my breakups, or let's say the last breakup that I, that I really had um, in this relationship with, with, with uh, a man when I was in the United States was that whole soul tie and I remember because by then I, was, I knew my purpose I was already on my on my, my road to purpose yeah. you know but I still somehow and I knew the right thing but I, I don't know and I remember like praying and even like when I was in that relationship I was like God I don't know how this is happening I, I shouldn't you know but somehow I felt it was almost like I was overpowered somehow but I was very very um um in God and you know following him and listening to his voice to do exactly what he sent me but there were these areas in my life you know and like I have shared with you also that 
obviously I was a model before and stuff like that. So even when I got there, that thing kind of pursued me in a perverted way where I had offers and be like, your body's so cute. Like you, you know, they'll be like, yeah. you know, there was this whole movement and they'll like objectify me and they wanted to offer me a lot of money. And, you know, I remember do, like, a, you know, I did a preview, like a yeah. pre-shoot, you know, uh, you know, which wasn't a proud moment or whatever, yeah. but like, I think it was necessary for me to understand also that side of things. Uh, and so those were not images that I would have wanted to take of myself, but hey, it happened, you know, um, yeah. I'm not perfect. And I think it's it's a great thing also, again, in my journey to just be able to share with people that get stuck in stuff like that um, and to say no to that money and not be, you know, uh, what do they call them? They had a word for them, like a something like a video girl model whatever like because yeah you know um and and a lot of times you know people approach me on the street and be like you can make so much money you could be like in, in a video with usher or you could or like they would set you up with like nba players like if you just said you know those guys you like you have you have it going for you and i was like and i always be like but thank god i already knew that i was there for purpose because if yeah. i didn't know that i had a purpose i would have definitely done that because yeah. i would have just been like oh wow like my career yeah. is you know um so anyways and even that whole thing i think even in that relationship that i was it had to do a, a lot with that because he was really attracted most and foremost to like what i looked like okay you know um and anyway so that at the end of the day you know i remember like sometimes like when i started like really waking up and wondering what's going on you know and i remember kind of like feeling a presence in 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 the room yeah um and 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 not and then i started learning about spiritual husbands and I knew about soul ties, but I still did not really know the background of yeah. it um, and how these situations is something that you need to get delivered from because as much as you will be like, I want to be celibate and I don't want to be with whatever and I don't just want to, God, whatever, you have to be delivered from that thing. You yeah, actually have to exactly. go through prayers and yeah. cut those soul ties. And even after you've cut those soul ties, you still have a lot of wounds which the enemy is going to use as a doorway to bring other things, yeah. you know, like, you know, he, he, I started from the depression of breaking up on that relationship when you are like on that low. So yeah. God, the, I mean, the enemy is now able to to drink you into a stupor, like exactly. I shared yeah. on that New Year's Eve, and I can now smoke. And although I was just like a regular, like I wasn't a regular smoker, I would yeah. maybe smoke like once in a while, or whatever. Now yeah. I could, I'm like smoking every day. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like literally sedated every day because of the pain I'm drinking myself. So yeah. in that state, you are obviously making a lot of mistakes and your uh, vision is blurred and yeah. things like that. And the enemy mm. is having a party, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it and then so the healing f that had to happen, even though that was delivered, you know, it's like, you know, in the Bible where it says like, you know, you you'll be delivered but then if you are still there's still a lot of things it will come back it will go and say no let's go back to that the house you know yeah. and it's going to bring even yeah. seven more like crazier stronger, stronger yeah. crazier demons and that's exactly you know yeah. so i was kind of like in that second i was like i this like i don't know like what is going you know and i and i and you always know that the familiarity of this thing so even if this the face or the the years have changed or the person has changed yeah that familiar thing you know i think a lot of people can always attain you know like people will be like yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, like, they you can know, attest just to that, that 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 familiar thing like you just know like you just know yeah. it even from like when you were five you just know like that feeling or that thing you just yeah. that feeling and i'm like yeah i said those are familiar and I, they are real yeah and that's the thing that i actually first needed to deal with the thing that I, the enemy that i couldn't see as as the, the the word says that we are fighting against principalities against worlds about yeah. against the, the rulers of darkness yeah, yeah. and uh, you know the lord took me to that and then once i started like realizing just the how real that is 
and in times where I've seen manifestations of, mm -hmm. of demonic powers or somebody like confirming right before me or seeing a form that I know I can see with my eyes, you know, those kind of things. And then I, I realized that this world is really real yeah. and I needed deliverance from that and I needed my thoughts to align with God and I needed to get healing. So I became very intentional and I mm -hmm. started to pray to God and I said, God, I don't know how to get this healing. I don't know how, to, you know, but I, you know, I need you to give me knowledge. I need to give you to give me discernment and reveal these things and I'm willing yeah. to, you know, and that's also hard and that's work that we actually have to do. You know, it doesn't matter exactly. if you are in an ancestral lineage where it was maybe your your ancestors or people that went into altars and did. And unfortunately, we inherit that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so and we have to do the work. We have to literally do the fasting, the deliverance. We have to renounce. You know, our breakthrough Partner with God. Yes, our our breakthrough is in our mouth. You know, Amen. the power of the the tongue, as yeah. the word says, is life and death. So you have only you can speak life into yourself. So that's why, again, with the whole religious thing, people always go like, man of God, prophet, whoever pray for me, they think those, you know, that's just like, a, it's like just putting a little nice warm black in, on top of you, but it's not going to help you. They can yeah. guide you, but you have to do the work. Exactly. You have to, you are the big corporation in God's likeness. You have to do it. Just, yeah. you have to speak forth. God created, yeah. God speaks and things happen. So you are creating this, like you have to speak forth and break these things. Only when you say it, nobody can say for Amen. you, God, I break these soul ties on behalf of Lloyd. Nope. Yeah. Lloyd or God herself involved yeah. in that. Lloyd yeah. has to do that. Lloyd has yeah. to do the work. You can pray for me that God will reveal and help me and that I'll go into those uh, deliverances or whatever, but I will have to stand up and decide. So we really really are powerful beings god really has created us in his image wow. and if we knew who we are and then that whole journey like you realize that man let me take responsibility for my life and that's what god wants you to do yeah to to take because the the culture teaches us to be dependent on this on, on leadership on the church there's a way for that but we were never created to be controlled or managed by anybody yeah definitely not Definitely. at all. God is actually created in a way that we are led by the Holy Spirit and we are able to do things, you know. So anytime there's somebody who's coming to you and they're trying to put you in a box and they're trying to control you, you know, you would feel it. That spirit is not right. Definitely. You know? Definitely. You know, yes, there's authority and there's uh, protocol and there's a way yeah. of doing things, but there should never be anybody who's trying to manage or, con or control you. And we know that that is the enemy always. Like that's how he operates in darkness yeah. in ways, colonization, everything. Yeah. It's always about controlling, manipulate manipulating people, yeah. lies, all that stuff. Wow. Um, so, anyways, going back to to your question. Yeah, it's it's been all of that, like learning all of that, and really then. Uh, going like, okay, so God, what are the weapons? What does your word say? W which weapons are mighty to pull down strongholds? Yeah. You know, so it's the word of God again. It's Amen. it's prayer. It's using your your mouth as as life and and and, and whatnot. And that comes with then first reforming the mind. In your mind, yes. you know, and not conforming to this world again, as the word says. Um, and uh, so I had to get get back in the word again. You know. Amen full-time mm -hmm. like I had to get back into the word and that's where the healing comes and then again being on the journey and then you know just learning information you know because you when you ask God's the word says you know ask and it will be given, given to you to you. Yeah. you know ask for wisdom and you know he does not hold it back he will give it to you exactly. and that's all you have to do just ask yeah. you know just pray and ask and God actually does 
do it for you and then you take the step that you need to do when he gives you the information that you go into obedience yeah. and you do the work exactly. you know <laughs> yeah. because sometimes people do get the, you know they'll get the book or they'll have somebody or God will set them in a situation but they don't want to do the, the work, work. Mm. and it takes know? a lot of how work. hard do you want it like you know and I was like I want it I want to be free like free indeed like I want to be free like I don't want to just live you know I was like Jesus if you died for an abundant life in this life and I think it's in Psalms 27 way it says the Lord is my shepherd and uh, the Lord is my light and salvation yeah. and then there's some I will remain confident in this that yeah. I will see the goodness of the Lord in, in the, the land, land of, of the, the living, living. Yeah. not in heaven or whatever <laughs> and so when we go back to when I learned like this um, um, ancestral you know powers evil powers and then uh, darkness that is behind a lot of things and that are in, in, in families for years controlling and those are the familiar spirits that always have information on every person in that family line and what not not and these are even the things that I use in the new age today where people you have prophets and preachers that are able to, to say things about you and things they are dealing with this kind of um, spirit so you be, need to be so discerning um, is you know when I, I learned all of that stuff then I was able to have a better perspective and really wow. get on a healing path that you know mm. and it yeah it takes that being honest and then dealing with your own ugliness and things yeah. that you've done and forgiving yourself confessing those things um and letting god heal you and uh, do the heart surgery on you and uh, sending the right spiritual parents or spiritual sisters uh to help you that uh, have already been on that journey or exactly. know a little bit so they yeah. can guide you they and speak to you be midwives to yeah. help push yeah. through what your, god is your, you know and yeah. be in that surgery with god to be the nurses to help you with your heart and things like that or whether it's brotherhoods or sisterhoods you know um yeah, and that that has been a journey and still continues to be a journey uh, of of just healing. And God is so good that obviously He deals with compartments because if it was like if you open up the whole thing, you'd be like, what? Never yeah. mind. I yeah. won't even get there. Let's like just this close mountain, everything I, up. I just thought I had a problem. <laughs> Who is everybody here? Like you know, like how do I that Goliath? You know, so yeah. Hey, um, I'm so I'm I'm in awe to hear all of this and just where God brought you from. And I I know there's a lot of other women struggling behind closed doors with what you're mentioning, and not having the right tools, not having the right uh, uh, mentorship or the right spiritual parents to guide them through it. And just to hear your story, like to hear where God brought you from and where He has you right now, it's really encouraging. So so encouraging and mind blowing. It's really enlightened. It's 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 enlightenment that's coming. It's God's wisdom coming through this. And I believe there's so many women going through these things, and they're like, "But how? How am I going to get there?" But you are such a big God who exists. How am I going to do that? And as you said, that a lot of people have the tools, they have the right covering, but then they don't. They're not willing to do the work because the work is what takes. You know, you have to be strong. You have to pull up the roots that God didn't plan. And and with this podcast, I, I'm, I'm really, even for myself, I'm so inspired, I'm so encouraged to hear all of this. And it has really just changed my perspective on the way I look at certain things in certain situations. And yeah, thank you so much for, for, for being on here and for just opening your heart up and being transparent, vulnerable and honest about your journey and, and, and being honest about your healing process in depth of like, what God has, the work that it took to get to where you are today. And yeah, thank you so much, Loide. Um, thank you. Um, we're looking forward to have you soon again. Mm -hmm. And I, I trust and I pray that you'll have a safe journey. And um, 
um yeah so guys thank you so much for listening for being with us on this podcast um i pray that you will leave a review um tell us what you think about it and um yeah so on to the next podcast i will see you next time in studio do make sure to join us and if you know of a friend that's struggling in this area kindly please do send the link encourage them forward the podcast to them to listen to it and yeah so see you next time guys and ciao